0: It's increasingly obvious the day is going to come when podcast and certain video product is going to be hard to find on the internet. So how do we stay connected? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. I've got a number of news stories that I really want to take time to share with, with you today. Now, some of these stories deal with are staying connected with each other in getting news and information to you, which is going to be an increasingly difficult problem in the days and months and and years ahead. And that's assuming we have years. And, And there are times that even I have to wonder. Staying connected, information, sharing our faith in many cases, these are things that are becoming really well, a concern to me. And those of you that have listened to this radio program and podcast for these three years know where I'm coming from on so many of these topics. I also have some stories that just kind of give you an idea of where we are in, in the timeline of how things change. There's kind of an, a circle that never ends. And I'll share that in a minute. And when you hear this, it's going to kind of open your eyes to one of the conditions of the human race and some of the things that we're going through in this never ending churning cycle. And I'll explain that in a few minutes. Before I get started on the program today and some of these stories that I think are extremely important, some you may have heard. And some you probably have not heard. I want to share with you what's going on in the background. For several weeks, I've been talking about the expanding of this radio program's shortwave footprint. God willing, that may happen as soon as next week. Now, I don't have all the details in front of me as I'm speaking to you today, and but i am working diligently to put it together and when i have it all together i'm going to let you know this could be a very exciting opportunity for not just this radio program but other similar programs and i've i've got this envisionment of something that i've wanted to do but have not had a way yet to do it or a partnership with others to help me do it because it's more than I can do on my own, and that is to have a prayer time for our nation and world on radio, maybe every day, maybe once or twice a week, haven't figured it out yet, but a time where we can gather to worship, to hear, to pray for our nation and our world. And I really think that for many Christians, prayer is one of the things we're not doing enough of. But trying to put it together in such a way technically to make it work has been an issue for quite a while. And maybe, maybe this maybe this is going to come together. And I'm praying that there are others that God will raise up to work with me on that endeavor. I really think we need a time of prayer for our nation, our world. I mean, not, not just the United States, believe me, Canada, the UK, Australia. It, we, need, we need to come together and pray in unity. We need that unified time of prayer. And so that's something that's been kind of in the back of my mind. And then there's this march to globalism that is consistently going on in the background. And it's going on in biblical proportions. Some things they tried to ramrod last week in the United Nations didn't quite work out as they planned, but don't think that it's going to go away. Maybe this slightly delayed. But believe me, the globalist will regroup and find a way to push toward Agenda 2030. Hey, I saw a story the other day that there's a there's a whole town in Wales where the entire speed limit in the entire community has been dropped to the equivalent of 20 miles an hour. Even on roads designed for 55 or 60, this is the beginning of retraining how you think and you live and you act in this world because you're going to have to either worship the world, Diana worship, worship Moloch, abortion, Ishtar, That's the goddess of, you know, a man can become a woman, a woman can become a man. All of this is recycled paganism, and I found a story that I'm going to share in just a moment. But all these narratives, I I see this one story, that during all the years of the COVID mess, we're learning that those that really died of COVID are in the minority, I mean, they may have, you may have been told somebody died of COVID, but they really didn't. When you look at the age group of those that died, the flu totally disappeared. Nobody, everybody stopped dying of the flu back in 2020, and they still don't die of the flu. I've had people that I've known all over the country that suddenly had COVID, but all the symptoms were typical flu, intestinal disorder, all of it. And they're getting well on their own in a matter of days, not weeks. And and so we, we keep throwing this COVID, 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 COVID stuff on people. Get on your face mask. Take your vaccines. Take your booster after booster after booster to save yourself. And by the way, you even have these morons. And by the way, all of you remember back in 2020, 2021, 2022 and now 2023 how we were all told that things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were bad they'll kill you it's horse paste all this silliness and nonsense it doesn't cure covid and it was all a lie even today they keep trying to suppress that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine will do any good because of course it's inexpensive and it works and it gets in the way of big profits for big pharma. And it also screws up royally the concept of the globalist by forcing masks and vaccinations and lockdowns. It controls and puts fear in the masses. And that's where they need you and I to be in fear, doing what you're told to save yourself from COVID and save yourself from climate change and save yourself from racism and all the stuff they keep throwing at you. The American Medical Association used to be a decent organization. They are corrupt to the core. They are evil. They're no longer an organization that I would give a rat's rear end about any longer because they've lied to the American people. They've lied to you and I. And we know something now from the continent of Africa, you know, the forgotten continent to the wealthy elites. In places in India, Brazil, Peru, in Africa, wherever ivermectin was used as a preventative, there were no excess deaths due to COVID 19. They did just fine, unvaccinated, no vaccines. No remdesivir, no ventilators. You would have thought nothing was happening in those nations because they were using ivermectin hydroxychloroquine when all the Western nations were told that it's horse paste. It's going to kill you. And now, even after Biden said the pandemic is over, it's back just in time for the 2024 election. And, and I've called this new variant... The BS.11.24 variant, the election con variant. They want control. They want you in fear. They don't want you thinking for yourself. And that's why programs like this probably are on a short leash in terms of how long they will survive as a podcast. That's easy to find. And that's why we're working hard on increasing that shortwave footprint. And and I'm going to just tell you right now, um, we're going to need your help on this. But I know we'll have an expanding audience, which also will help in the process. So bear that in mind. And I hope that you'll invest in this, these many hours of programming like this and others like it. time for prayer and renewal and being prepared for the things to come saw this other story from hillary clinton talking to jan saki she's the former press secretary to joe biden you know with her red hair and it never matches her clothes i mean she needs a little help in in matching up clothing but she and Hillary were talking on, I guess they call the program Face the Nation. I think Rush Limbaugh used to call it DeFace the Nation. And she's already setting up the narrative for 2024. Russian, you know, Russian stealing the election. Oh, yeah. You know, remember, Russia stole her election. Russia did this. Russia did that. There was a connection between Trump and Putin and Putin's, you know, Trump was Putin's puppet and all this nonsense. Every stinking bit of it was a total and absolute lie. And the fact that this woman is not in an orange jumpsuit charged with treason shows that we have no justice system in this country even during the trump years the justice system basically was absent without leave except when they wanted to use it for certain things we don't have justice in america anymore we are developing institutionalized tyranny and if you don't see it you're blind and so she's sitting there talking to Jan Saki about how the Russians, the little, you know, those Ruskies and Putin are about to steal the election like they stole it from her in 2016. Well,
1: I think we should be talking about it more because I don't think despite all of the, uh, you know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways in uh, the Uh, internal affairs of other countries, funding political parties, funding, you know, political candidates, uh, buying off, uh, you know, government officials in different places. So that is his opus, uh, uh, you know, his his opus operandi in the sense that he hates democracy. He particularly hates the West and he especially hates us. And he has determined that he can do two things simultaneously he can try to continue to damage and divide us internally. And he's quite good at it. And sadly, he has a lot of apologists and enablers uh, in our own country, people who either don't see the danger or dismiss it out of hand, or maybe agree with some of the, uh, you know, positions he's taken uh, on certain things, including uh, his barbaric invasion of Ukraine. And so dividing us and then trying to seize territory uh, in such a uh, brutal way to try to expand his reach, to try to restore the Russian empire, if not the former Soviet Union,
0: that is who he is. So in all honesty, whenever you hear a speech from Hillary Clinton or any comment to any of the leftist-leaning news organizations, not liberal, leftist, communist, socialist, globalist networks. You can bet one thing and take it to the bank. She's probably lying or making stuff up. Oh, yeah. We heard about Putin and the election in 2016 and cooperating with Trump starting in 2015. Had an entire investigation of the Russian collusion delusion, all of it a lie. These these traitors, and that's what they are, traitors deserving of the highest punishment this nation dishes out, these traitors went before FISA secret courts, created, of course, by George W. Bush under the Patriot Act, to spy on a duly elected president of the United States, in in an effort to destroy him politically. The FBI, with people like Peter Strzok and his lover Paige, and, and, and everybody at the FBI's top level, even to this day, this includes Christopher Wray. These evil individuals deserve life in prison without the possibility of parole. They should spend their life in the DC jail for what they've done. That's what they've earned. But no, they run around chasing after conservatives and parents that care about boys going into women's bathrooms, girls' bathrooms, pretending they're girls. This is what our nation has descended to. Confusion, the reprobate mind, the inno- being given over to mass delusion. If you think about every social movement that ever happened in this world, they're kind of born in a faith to do something great and they resolve and die in in kind of a theocracy for lack of a better term. I want you to think about that. If you go over the years and what we do, we go in this circle, we start out with this idea of A liberating idea to to do something better. And then we create an institution that becomes then tyranny. And then we try to get out of it again with some kind of being liberated, being freed from whatever it is. Think about this. Way back, I can remember free speech on college campuses. That's what we were demanding free speech. I'm going back to my time, freedom of thought. And it ended up with this idea of diversity, which accepts everything but free speech and free thought. And not only in academia today, but now it's being just forced into American institutions, both public and private. And the state sanctions it and enforces it. In three generations, we went from nonviolent civil rights movements to resolve you know, the inner city endless anti-racist dogma. And now we have mandated racism across the United States in the strangest ways. They don't talk about black-on-black violence, which is just cultural suicide. Once again, the state pushes it. Feminism and gay rights. Six decades, this has been pushed upon us since the 1960s. And it ends in this theocracy that culminates in 60 million abortions. A stench before an almighty God. A commercial and political war against real science. The tyranny of the trans mob. The destruction of the family. The attempted destruction of the idea of biological sex. And and men running around pretending they're women. I can remember Earth Earth Day. You know, we're going to save the planet. Remember that? And now it's become a a total commercial and political war full of despair against real science and against our children. And it gives us this global class war against 98% of the world's population. They can't afford the solar panel or these stupid electric cars, but we're forced to pay artificially inflated prices for cheap energy. All in the name of the greatest lie ever perpetuated, climate change. I got a little story on that in a moment, and the anti-war movement. Remember this back in the 1960s, songs like "Eve of Destruction," uh, all we are, you know, all we are saying is give peace a chance. I mean, lay down, lay down, lay it all down. You know, all these, all these songs of peace on earth. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Remember that nonsense? We wanted to avoid nuclear catastrophe. And so what have we done with this? It is now morphed into from an idea to an institution, now to tyranny. We now have endless wars, endless fighting, endless death. And of course, it's all state-sanctioned. Mathematics is now racist. Achieving for your life, working hard, is now discouraged. And it's done at an institutional level. And then you get people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, who now drives her electric car. And it turns out it's non-union. You know, Democrats are all about the unions, and listen to her flimsy lie of an excuse of why she drives a Tesla.
1: You were quoted back in July saying you look forward to buying a union made electric vehicle, but you buy but you currently have a non union made mm-hmm. Tesla. UAW already makes some mm-hmm. electric vehicles. Yes. So why wasn't that? Is it a problem with the The quality? Is it a problem with the style? Is the market just not there? Uh, No. Our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel before a a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV, but that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, But we're actually looking into trading in our car now. So we're looking into it and
0: hopefully we will soon. So we are to believe that the reason that the Congresswoman bartender from the Bronx is driving a Tesla is only because of COVID-19. I would venture a guess. I mean, I'm just making a quick guess here. The reason that the bartender from New York who plays Congresswoman has a Tesla is because she wanted a Tesla. As far as electric, all electric vehicles go, it's one of the better ones. And I don't falter on that. I'm just not ready where I live at in the country to want to deal with an EV. But that's her choice. But don't lie about it. That's my contention. Please stop lying about this stuff. I'm tired of political lies, political expediency, political posturing, Because most of it, most of this posturing is just built on a pile of lies anyway. Politics is not the savior of our planet. It's not the savior of any particular nation, including Canada, the United States, Australia, UK, Germany. Elections get stolen, let's be honest, and I, I don't really have a whole lot of hope at the moment for 2024. Too many rhinos out there Too many leftists out there, too many globalists out there. And they all sing off the same sheet music, the same globalist, satanic music and song. Like a siren trying to get you to a shipwreck, that's how they try to treat us, using, trying to persuade us or put us in fear to get there. That's why I don't trust the mainstream media. I don't trust many of the radio networks anymore. Even the so-called conservative ones and television networks and cable and satellite and whatever networks. There's so few that are reliable and dependable. And of course, the tech tyrants like Google and Fascist Book and X, formerly known as Twitter, even X is better now for the moment as they sucker you in. But trust me, they'll pull the plug again. 2024 is just around the corner. This radio program started on shortwave. It is the primary outlet for this radio program. We never left shortwave. We have been dependent upon you from day one to stay on shortwave. Sure, it's out there as a podcast. And as long as that door is open, it'll be there. But now is the time to increase our reach. I've been talking about it for a number of months, and the opportunity is now right before us. It can be done, I'll dare say even as soon as next week. But I need to know you'll be there to back it up as we move forward and bring more people into the audience to help share the load of what it takes to buy the airtime. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, I, I don't normally come out and, and do this. I'm really asking some people that have never supported to consider just even a one-time gift today, whatever amount you can do. It'll help. You can do it from the website, truth, the number 2 pondercom truth, the number 2 pondercom We use Give, send, Go. They have been so wonderful for us and many of you have availed yourself of it. But like I say, um, I mentioned earlier, can you imagine having hours of programming every night on shortwave? This program and others like it, even the time of prayer for our nation, it's time. It is past time. If you'll support us, consider writing a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowee, Virginia, two four three one nine. Once again, PO Box five ten, Chilhowee, Virginia, two four
2: three one nine. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Feast of Heaven and Earth. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn. Your Jewish connection bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Sukkot. It's Hebrew for the Feast of Tabernacles. Sukkot. Now the Feast of Tabernacles is a beautiful, even mystical feast, because it's celebrated two things at once. During the Feast of Tabernacles, the Hebrews would dwell in tabernacles, dwellings of fruit and branches. They'd camp out as they did on their 40-year journey through the wilderness. They'd celebrate God's faithfulness to them in the wilderness whilst living now in the promised land. The sukkah or the tabernacle in which they camped out represented the wilderness journey. And yet it was made of branches and fruits from the promised land. See, so the Feast of Tabernacles was a joining together of the wilderness and the promised land. It's a profound thing because the promised land represents to children of God, the kingdom of heaven. And the wilderness or the journey to get there represents this life right now. So the Feast of Tabernacles reveals a beautiful, mystical, powerful, rarely understood truth. That's this. For the children of God, heaven and earth are joined. What does it mean? It means this. Though you journey on earth, your journey is not to be of earth. It's to be of heaven, a heavenly journey. Because it's written that even now you're to dwell in the heavenlies. And you can only do that if heaven is here and now. Learn to see heaven in the midst of your life today. Walk heavenly. See the heavenlies. Live heavenly. Because where the Lord is and where he encamps, that's heaven. Want more? Ask for heaven and earth as one. Now, the free gift for you, from the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim, the awesome, long-hidden mystery, the mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. And Sapphire is guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get these free gifts? They're free. Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's chosen people Israel and to the unreached peoples of every nation of five continents with over a billion people. Just call now one eight hundred Yeshua One. That's Y E S H U A One. And you can write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at Box One 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 in Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey. The zip it, 07644. It's the nice Jewish boy. It's Box One 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 One. It's Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey O seventy six 44. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, live heavenly. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah. Sar Hashamayim, the Prince of Heaven.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with bob bierman and welcome back to part two of our tuesday edition of truth to ponder and i'm your host bob bierman once again just want to mention we really do have the opportunity as soon as next week to vastly increase the output of this program on more frequencies to cover more territory than we've ever had before and so pray about it we're looking at multiple airings of this program additional programs coming online and yes several times a week a time to pray for our nation and our world and your needs whatever they may be God is laying this on my heart really heavy right now this burden and so pray about it we'll talk about it before the end of the program again today but I'm telling you I am excited this would be a, as they say, quantum leap for truth to ponder, and I, I pray that you'll stand with me. We've never sold products on this program. We, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be in the retail business, and I don't want a paywall for podcast. Number one, I don't know how long certain podcast platforms are going to remain open. I mean, I've seen many programs get get thrown off platforms and people wanting to de-platform people. That's why I want to always have this shortwave vehicle to you. But there needs to be more hours to accommodate more people. And that's why I'm praying for this opportunity. How many of you use Facebook? I know many churches do to do an online service or stay connected. But can you really trust Facebook? I don't. I really think there's something evil about Facebook. Yeah, of course you use it because it's there. It's a vehicle. Just like when St. Paul went to to Athens, Greece, he saw the altar to the unknown God. And so he said, I proclaim this unknown God to you. So we use these medium. One of my friends, his name is Michael Hinton. He's also a fellow clergyman. He recently had an issue with Facebook and they kind of canceled his account. And even to this day, it's still not working right. And so I'm inviting Michael Hinton to the program, Reverend Michael Hinton. And Michael, kind of share with the audience what happened to you and and what happened to your Facebook account.
3: Well, I got a notice that I had somehow violated community standards. And there was no indication of what I had said or done. To violate community standards. And um, it wasn't long before it, it, it said uh, that my account had been deactivated, that I could appeal, which I did. And uh, it took them two days to mm-hmm. bring up a little message that said, uh, We've determined that you did not violate community standards. But the page then, that I logged on to was a blank Facebook page, mm-hmm. like I'd started all over. And there were no friends, no comments, not even my picture on the page. So it wasn't my account that I got back, that they reactivated. It was a blank Facebook account. Mm-hmm. And so I'm faced with the prospect of starting over like I did, what, 15 years ago when I started.
0: Yeah, yeah for me, I'm able to see, and this is something that after we finish our interview today, we're going to work together on this. I'm able to see, I think, your correct page, whether no, it really is, because it shows yeah. things from yeah. September 20th and and going back yeah. that I, so we're I, you, one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, there are some pretty evil people out there that have Mm -hmm. been, shall we say, cloning accounts and pretending to be you. And I'm having to deal with an issue, and and, and if anybody out there is using Facebook, I want to ask you a question, and then I'm going to ask you to do something, and I'm going to explain why. I've always seen a lot of this stuff over the years, but lately it is getting out of hand. All of these copy and paste requests... Where And and some of them are just absurd. Like, hey, thank you for the... Tell me about the bypass. Saw it on Channel 13. All this nonsense. All you have to do is copy and paste this and all the ads disappear and all your friends come back. Nonsense, garbage, fake news, scam, hoax. And yet people keep putting that on their timeline over and over again. Rule of thumb, if somebody says copy and paste something to your timeline do not do it now but bob i saw one the other day that was like for people that are suffering cancer if just six of my friends will copy and paste this to show your support for a cancer victim you know copy and paste and then answer my thing with the word done let me tell you something you may be exposing yourself to hackers by doing that because they put that in there. Then they go to your page because you copied it. Now they've got a list of all your friends and they get to recreate an account. So rule of thumb, do not copy and paste anything. No matter how harmless it looks, do not do it. And I'm getting to the point that I am snoozing or unfriending anybody that is doing copy and paste because I don't want any of that in my feed. I don't want to acknowledge it. And so if anybody's doing copy and paste, stop it. I mean, stop it today. Don't ever do it again. If somebody is doing that, just take a moment, go online and you can find hundreds of stories from legitimate sources saying what bogus stuff this is. And then post that in the reply and tell the person to get rid of it. I mean, people just don't understand the dangers and the benefits of social media. So continue on. You can't, you've can't. you been using Facebook for how many years, did you say?
3: Oh, 15 or more. Mm-hmm. And it's it was really nice to catch up with old friends. Yep, like from high school, mm-hmm. and, and it was very gratifying to know that they they're doing well, and many of the ones that I was that I worried about back in those days have come to Christ. They're living as Christians. It was wonderful mm-hmm. to be in touch with old friends and to see that they're doing well, and even, and even better, especially in terms of their uh, uh, commitment to Christ, and so um i have enjoyed facebook for the most part it's the censorship and the uh, thugs that come on there and and uh, say nasty things about your comments and um I, that's that's unpleasant yeah i know and I, i've learned I've, I've learned how to deal with that better over the years uh but i put controversial things up there there's no question about oh, that of course. so you know what's good for the goose is good
0: for the gander i suppose i um, know when you and i first and once again it's because of our other profession you know my mm-hmm. i have i've got a dual career track uh, because i've been in broadcasting most of my life uh 50 mm-hmm. what see this is yeah 53 years now uh, around broadcasting right. i started kind of young but Mm -hmm. 53 years of that and also 25 plus years in ministry. And it's because Mm -hmm. of our ministry connection that you and I became friends and somehow through a friend of a friend, I saw things that you posted. I realized we were very much Mm -hmm. like-minded and we developed a friend. We we met that way. So Mm -hmm. there is a positive side to Facebook. Believe it or not, there really can be. The problem is... And we have... uh, Go on, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, and
3: because Anglican and conservative Episcopal churches are so far and few, they're spread so far apart. Um, we we have four or five little house churches that I minister to because mm-hmm. they don't they can't get to a church, and I use Facebook for ministry because I have friends that are isolated. And, and, and I've done the same. And I've had to do the same. If we're, if we're connected by uh, the Internet or Facebook, then you can actually be a pastor. I've got uh, two situations right now that um, I want to keep up with because I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I want to know how how things are going. And my only connection, the only way I can um, reach out to the, these to situations is through Facebook, and um, when you actually see pictures of people, you can you can uh, you can see how they're doing. So there are many benefits. Oh yeah, to the social media like like uh, Facebook. Um, it is alarming, though. I saw a couple of interviews with this young woman named Whitney Webb,
0: mm-hmm.
3: who is exposing. Um, Basically, the government exposing the the uh, CIA, I call them the Central Ignorance Association now, mm-hmm. because they their uh, their deeds are so awful, uh, it's obvious they don't know God. And anyone that doesn't know God is ignorant of the most important thing that there is. And um, I got Whitney's booked, book, a uh, two-volume work, One Nation Under Blackmail. And there's a chapter here, chapter nine entitled "High Tech Treason." and it's about the making of Robert Maxwell. Robert Maxwell is Ghislaine Maxwell's father. Mm-hmm. and he, he uh, is that's not his original name. He was Jan Ludzik Hoke from the Ukraine, and then he used another alias, Abraham Hoke and then Jan Ludwig, and Leslie DeMeyer. He left his uh, home when the Nazis, uh, were, when the Third Reich was expanding. He left his home in the Ukraine and went to uh, Great Britain. And he began working for MI6. And it was downhill from there uh, because he got involved in high-tech, and um, the development of computers and computer programs in the early days. Yep. And he, he ended up peddling a software called promise P R O M I S all caps, um, in the United States and around the world. And he was apparently a Mossad agent selling the software, uh, even to American intelligence and our labs at Sandia. And this software had back doors.
0: Like a lot of them do. Te- and see, and, and a lot of Chinese TikTok. stuff like TikTok, all of it has. Exactly. It.
3: Uh-huh. He ended up putting together the largest criminal organization ever in the history of the world. He got Chinese gangs, Japanese gangs, American gangs,
0: All the CIA has been mobbed up since the 50s, apparently. And we we forget. And and let me just throw this in, and I've mentioned it to my audience before, and I think you're fully aware of this. Going back Mm -hmm. to the 1950s, our CIA has been involved in the region formerly known as the Ukraine region. It was never a nation Uh back then. To stir up former Nazis from the Third Reich to be an irritant to the Soviet Union. We've been funding Nazis right. in Ukraine since the early 1950s. That's right. That's right.
3: And it's it's kind of personal to me because my grandfather worked for OSS, which was the precursor to the CIA. My grandfather mm-hmm. was an agent in um, South America. He was a Nazi hunter in Argentina. And then um, under J. Edgar Hoover... He uh, was undercover. He worked undercover in Colombia. He worked on, out of the uh, out of the embassy, and uh, I've got all of his documents, his passports, wow. and, and pictures, and um, and they were anti-communist. They mm-hmm. were trying to suppress the rise of Marxism in Central and South America. But you're right. The CIA has been involved in murders, assassin, assassinations, drug running, guns, just political coups. War,
0: like political coups. Yeah, you know, like in 2014 in in the nation now known as Ukraine. Yeah.
3: And it's fairly obvious that um, that it's it's fairly obvious that the CIA has had assets which blackmail people. Uh, mm-hmm. Hoover was blackmailed, and he decided, "Well, this is this is a good way to do things because it was done to him." He started doing it to others, and so that's the name of the book: "One Nation Under Blackmail." And William Casey under Reagan, mm-hmm. he was uh, Knights of Columbus, anti-communist, a devout Catholic. Uh, cold warrior by day and by night he liked the young boys.
0: Which is not surprising. We see a lot of that in D.C. I think unfortunately there's something there's something demonic about D.C. I mean Demon Central, District of Criminals, whatever you want to call it. There's something about Washington D.C. that is a spiritual desert and it is I, I think I think really, it is a place full of demonic presence. Yeah,
3: it doesn't have to be, but it is. What? What is the? I know. What is the price that the general public would have to pay um, to cleanse our country of this kind of evil? Because we it, it just permeates our entire society. Has has become corrupt. Um, we we live. Among barbarians mm-hmm. who have no rules about uh, sexuality, um, morality, no devotion to God, morality, uh, people don't go to church anymore. The number of the, the percentage of people that actually go to church on a Sunday morning is probably shockingly low.
0: Oh, very low. Uh, very low. 20%,
3: 20% maybe at, at, at the most. So you know, in
0: ta- we're, we're, we're- real quick before I this fleeting thought at my age, sometimes they come and you better grab them while they're there. You were okay. mentioning before about D.C. And, and you look at the political class on both sides of the aisle. You've got mm-hmm. one party that now majority has been overtaken by, I think, neo-paganism. I mean, the only right. way you can believe in transgenderism is to buy into the goddess Ishtar, who could take a, make a man a woman and a woman a man. The only reason right. you could go for abortion is the god Moloch, who basically wanted the sacrifice of infants. And then to worship right. the planet is Diana worship. We, we've adopted right. neo-paganism. That is the majority religious belief of that of one party and increasingly is becoming the belief of the other party. That's why I call it the uniparty. The majority rule in D.C. right now is the uniparty when it comes to war, when it comes to taxation, when it comes to spending more and going into debt, being blinded to the fact you're bankrupting this nation. And it's like they are on the same page to destroy the United States as quick as Mm -hmm. possible and join the New World Order. And I see, well, Paul Ryan worked hard at that. Yeah,
3: this, this network that Robert Mac- Maxwell put together with gangs from all over the world uh, was designed specifically to fleece the people, the common people, is to rake off the top as much as they could from from the people. Our, our hard work, our sacrifice, uh, inventions, Uh, anything that mankind does can be ripped off the devil came to kill steal and destroy and that is exactly what's happening in the the global governments that we are facing right now and um it is it's luciferian it's it's satanic yes uh and it it's if if we don't stop it, the Lord is going to have to because it is so so big and so pervasive, and it makes it, it really. This has been a this has been a tough read for me because it's so detailed. and goes into so much um, corruption by so many people mm-hmm. that. Um, it just really makes you wonder what's gonna have to happen to reverse it, Uh, if it can be reversed. It can be reversed, but as you know, it it takes people willing to pay the the price. And I'm not sure we're willing to do that. That's just my thought. Um, I'm wondering what we can do. We have to tell the truth. We have to know what the Bible says. We have to uh, be aware of the propaganda techniques the logical fallacies uh, that the, one of the greatest logical fallacies uh, that is utilized is the appeal to pity, like those cut and paste um, uh, on your Facebook page yeah. things. They're all based on on uh, pity. You know the the poor veterans, the the poor cancer patients, the poor. You know,
0: and whatever. people don't. And once again, let me make it clear: people don't understand that many of these have been used as a backdoor to your friends list. Right. Because right. What, hap- what what happens? You put that there and you've now and, the, and you've acknowledged this person with that post. Now they can see your post because they knew how to get it to you to begin with. And then mm-hmm. what happens? They start they start pretending they're you and trying to get to your friends. I mean, so right. once again, right. an original post is hard for the scammer to find. These things right. that they plant in your account, they can now find. And if you don't believe right. it, well, let, let me give you a good example. If you don't believe that they can't do that, all you have to right. do is if they put those out there, they can type in the first sentence of their scam and find everybody that reposted it. And I, right. I've, I've I've been playing with this to find out how this works. And there's right. a lot more of it. I, I still say but, well, so, social media, unfortunately, and I'll be getting uh, into this next topic in the next half hour uh, about how we are digitally marketed, digitally imprisoned, digitally controlled. It's the right. world in which we live and there's not a whole lot of escaping much of it unless you want to live out there in the woods in a bunker. Uh, there's not much mm-hmm. you can do and even then they can right. find you. So I mean,
3: well, that last post—the last post I made uh, on the, on Facebook—I think is what triggered the trouble I'm having the last few days. Mm-hmm. And it, because of the interview I saw with Whitney um, uh, Webb, in which she said, uh, "Technology has advanced so much, and we are so vulnerable because of this participation in this technology, AI." that uh, we can easily be exploited, easily be exploited. And she was saying it's a lot of trouble to get a politician to visit a prostitute and take pictures of them while they're engaged in their activities. But it's relatively easy to go on uh, social media and plant something on somebody's account to make them look bad, to discredit them with their friends and family. And I think that we're gonna start seeing things like that. And I told the group yesterday, I was at a ministerial alliance yesterday, I said, everything you do, all of your finances, all of your activity on the internet, all of your social media, the the government knows everything that you do. The NSA has a list, uh, a kind of an enemies list, that makes Richard Nixon look like a choir boy, they have thousands upon thousands the, Whitney Webb says it might be at least it might be as many as 8 million people or Americans are on record with the government as being unfriendly to the government. And uh, that is where we're vulnerable. And I told the guys yesterday, and you know, just watch your back. Be careful of what you do. Be careful of what you say. Because the government is not our friend. It used to be our friend, and it isn't anymore. They used to want our vote. I'm not sure they do. You know, it, you, not it,
0: sure they, government I, used to be our servant. Now we have become their servants. And the, the exactly. relationship has been flipped. And this is the and real I'll danger. Just say, I'll
3: just say this. I wonder if Dominion Voting Machine Company isn't a government... Uh,
0: project. You know, and you're not the only person that has raised that question and my gut reaction, without anything else to back it up, but I tend to be right. Let me put it this way. When Mm -hmm. Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State of Georgia, how did Mm -hmm. he communicate with Dominion Voting Machines for the longest time as Secretary of State? Using his Um, personal Gmail account, where he couldn't be subpoenaed uh, on a FOIA request. Now, it was found oh, wow. out because they got a hold of emails from the other end and going, what's this Gmail account for Raffsenberger uh-huh. and his consulting f-, And, you know, his uh-huh. big, great consulting firm used a Gmail account? Oh, come on. You couldn't even get your own domain name? And, and here's the oh, worst part, by the way, speaking of Gmail... You realize that any time you use Gmail, they read it. I mean, you you to, to get that free account, there's a price, and the price is we can right. read your mail. Now, there's no human being doing it; it's done electronically, and that's right. how they market to you. That's how people know to send you an email about you know buying left-handed smoke shifters or whatever it is you were looking right. for, or some some right. screwy device. Facebook reads your email. you you've let them do that and that's why or and they they read your search engine stuff. This so anytime you're searching like, oh, I don't know, I was looking for something for a barbecue grill. I get ads everywhere for barbecue grill accessories. So it never ends. You are digital, right. you're nothing but digital currency to these companies. Right. And they're using social media, free browser internet stuff free gmail accounts free yahoo all this free stuff you sold your data to them for nothing and they sell right. it to everybody else including the government see the government can't spy uh, well theoretically they can't but this way right. they could just simply write a check and buy everything about you they want to know no questions asked that's the loophole facebook why do you think i really believe government funding is involved in in what i call fascist book i use it sparingly i use it carefully i use it primarily observationally for this radio program and i've just learned to back off on stuff that i used to do four and five years ago to stay under the radar screen it's the way you do it and and don't don't get yourself in that top 20% of being looked at. Just, you know, just be right. like grandma with the recipe and a cat picture. And I'll be getting into this later this week about how we as Christians will stay together because here's my biggest fear. All of these things are, could very quickly be turned into digital prisons and, you know, basically isolating us from other groups. We'll talk right. in an echo chamber, another group in their echo chamber, and they will monitor the go. echo chambers. And right. so we need to be prepared to get out of the monitoring. And I've got some theories on that.
3: We well, you have to be, as the scripture says, wise as serpents, innocent as doves.
0: Well, Michael, I want to thank you for sharing your fascist book experience with the audience today. And, of course, getting into some other topics with me as well. Like I say, Michael Hinton, a very good friend of mine, lives out in Texas. I'll just leave it at that. It's a big state. And he's somebody you might be hearing more of in the not-too-distant future. Great theologian. And we need people to teach the Bible because so many people are really not getting instructed in the Word of God. Had a conversation not long ago with a person in another denomination that that said one of the sad things of much of the modern church is the minimization of the reading of scripture. I know at our church, we have an Old Testament lesson. We read a Psalm. We do an epistle lesson and a gospel reading. I want my congregation to learn the word of God. And I want to use the medium of shortwave to do several things. Number one, to teach the Word of God. Number two, to have a time of prayer. Number three, to have a time of worship. And number four, programs like this one to give you news and information that is being censored by the satanic and evil tech tyrants like the Facebooks, the Googles, all of them. They don't care about you, they don't care about your church. They're very secular and they, they promote the evil that God abhors. Now, we use the mediums, as long as the doors are open, obviously to reach as many people as we can. This program was born on shortwave and became a podcast thereafter. The day could very easily come when finding us as a podcast becomes increasingly difficult. So let's increase shortwave. I believe God's going to use shortwave in a very powerful way. But it takes your support to do it. I don't want to run a retail store. I don't want to get into any of that stuff. I, I may put a page out there someday of things that I recommend, but I'm not getting any income from it. And neither is the program. I might give you some recommendations, but I want to be dependent upon you, my audience, for us to continue. You can support us from the website truth, the number two ponder.com, or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510 in Chilhowie, C H I L H O W I E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie is 24319. Once again, you can support us in increasing the shortwave outreach by making a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia 24319. And until we meet again, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com.